Welcome to the Podglomerate. Hello and welcome to Plus 7 Intelligence, the podcast about how games impact people. My name is Chess. This episode is a little bit of a bonus episode for you. You see, I found a project that I was so excited about and so interested in, but it didn't fit in with the games and mental health series that I'm wrapping up. It does, however, fit really well with the games and social change series that I'm going to do. Before the series on social change would start, the Kickstarter for this game would be over and done with. So what I decided to do was I reached out as fast as I could and I put this episode together so that I could get it out soon and help promote their game a little bit. So you listeners get another episode much earlier than you normally would. So what is this game? It's a game called Mapmaker, the gerrymandering game. If you don't know what gerrymandering is, I'll go over it very briefly because we explain a little bit more about it in the episode. Gerrymandering has to do with how people vote based on where they live. If a state needs 10 representatives, then that state has to be cut up into 10 pieces, and each one of those pieces elects a representative. The problem with that is that depending on how you slice those pieces, you might get different results. You might get different results based on where the voters of party A typically live versus where the voters of party B typically live. Based on that one fact, it's already hard enough to get good representation out of a population that's spread out over an area. Gerrymandering is when you take advantage of these facts and purposely draw boundaries and draw these different areas with the express purpose of getting the representation that you want. So for instance, if I want party A to win a particular district, what I can do is carve my border to exclude voters from party B until party A has a sizable enough advantage that it would be very difficult for party B to win it. And because of the way that we draw these lines, a skilled map maker can optimize the map for the entire state to benefit a party. Not only that, but in many states, the people who are drawing these lines and drawing these maps, they are the representatives whose districts are affected by those maps. And this board game, Map Maker, it turns the practice of gerrymandering into board game mechanics. So it gives you a hands-on experience of actually manipulating the outcomes of elections. So without further ado, here is Joshua LaFerre, one of the creators of Mapmaker, the gerrymandering game. All right, I am with Joshua LaFerre, one of the creators of Mapmaker, the gerrymandering game. Welcome to the show, Joshua. Thank you for having me. Let's start this out. This is the gerrymandering game. Can you refresh our memory on what gerrymandering is and why it's an issue? Oh, yeah, of course. So in gerrymandering, to put it simply, is when people manipulate congressional and state legislative boundaries to benefit themselves and their party. So what's happening today is that state legislators are drawing the maps for congressional and state legislative boundaries, and they are doing it to benefit their party. So in, for instance, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania, and Texas, the Republicans have gerrymandered the Democrats to give them a disproportionate amount of representation 
in in Congress, even though they might not have the votes for it, while in places like Maryland and Illinois, the Democrats are doing the same thing. How does gerrymandering work? How do they know how to draw the district maps in order to give themselves an advantage? Uh, so especially with like the coming of technology today, it's becoming very, it's becoming easier and easier to get a lot of data on voters. Let's back up first, actually. So every 10 years, there's a census. So in 2000, there's a census. 2010, there's a census. There's going to be one upcoming in 2020. And then after that, in about 2021, state legislators start drawing boundaries for themselves and for congressional candidates. And what they'll do is they'll use very fancy software that costs a lot of money to distinctly manipulate the boundaries. Basically, especially today, they can look at like blocks. They can cut off certain streets that are leaning Democratic or Republican and change elections through that. And that's really what's happening today. So if the two major parties are both taking part in it, then why is it such an issue? That kind of makes it sound like it might balance itself out. Basically, what's happening today is there's no need to reach across the aisle. Their districts aren't becoming competitive. Politicians only really need to win their primary. And the best way to win a primary is to either shift really far left if you're a Democrat or shift really far right if you're a Republican. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and some of the other issues, too, are several of these gerrymandering cases that have been brought up. The reason that they've gone gone so far in the legal system is because these lines weren't just drawn, they weren't drawn blindly. They were purposely drawn based on the race of the constituents in different areas. So there's a very obvious component to it that now you're basing laws, or it's not even laws, it's basing a policy, basing a map, the race of the people who live there for political purposes. There's also the issue that it simply makes it so that many votes are completely wasted because they don't end up counting just based on where you are. Yeah, it's like entirely true. For instance, in Texas, about a couple weeks ago, there was a really big case, Abbott v. Perez, that went to the Supreme Court. It was about racial gerrymandering, and they upheld 10 of the 11 districts that went to the Supreme Court and said they weren't racially gerrymandered. Hmm. And then if you look to like Wisconsin and Maryland, who had really recent big cases. Both of those cases were punted back down to lower courts. And those were partisan gerrymandering cases. So when did you first learn about gerrymandering and about the impact that it had? So I knew, I've known about gerrymandering for a while. My friends and I have always kind of discussed politics. That's something that'll come up sometimes. And I've always known it was bad. However, because of this game that I've been creating, I've had to study it more. And since I've been studying more, I'm realizing that it's a really, really major problem that is happening in our democracy today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I learned about it like 10 years ago. We might have even talked about it in a government class in high school. But I had the impression that it was like, oh, well, in some small parts of the country, this is possible. But really, anywhere that it can happen, it is happening. And also... You know, we think about it in terms of how it affects us locally. Okay, so for this one state, the they're not getting the, the same proportion of the parties as reflects the people, but all of that stacks up and it determines the federal government, the makeup of the federal government, 
just based on how people draw lines in North Carolina in some part of the city. And also on your Kickstarter, you talk about how you actually grew up or you're in a district that is heavily gerrymandered. Yeah. So um, I live in Austin, Texas, and Austin is a very democratic, uh, liberal hub inside of Texas. And what's happened is it's been cracked into five separate districts. So for instance, my district, I live in Austin and it stretches all the way to Houston, Texas, which is a three and a half hour drive away. And especially for me, when I learned about that, that was like, it kind of just didn't make sense to me. Like, why, why is it like that? Why am I voting with people in Houston, but not people that live like a couple streets away? Hmm. I really like that part of your story because it really drives home the fact that you have looked into this, you know that it affects you, and then you are using that personal story along with the game itself to talk about an issue that, you know, it's, I like to call it weaponized math is boring, (laughs) that, you know, people probably don't pay a lot of attention to it because you start talking about distributions and the way maps are drawn and geography and, you know, it puts everyone to sleep, but it's state-sanctioned corruption because it gives inordinate power to the people who already have power, and it has a naturally corroding effect. No, yeah, I totally agree. So why use a board game to promote awareness? You know, this is an issue that you obviously care about. So why talk about it with a board game? So kind of going back, my family and I, we've always been really big gamers. We've always loved playing board games. And that's actually how that's how we would connect around the table. That's how we describe it is we connect around we we would connect around the table and we still do through board games. And last summer we were kind of thinking, is there a good gerrymandering board game out there? Because it has all the right mechanics of a game, right? There's scheming, strategizing, there's backstabbing in it. And we looked it up and there's some online, but there's nothing you can play. There's not there's not like a board game in person. So we're like, why don't we make one? These are one of our one of our biggest goals of our Kickstarter and of our game is to start conversations around the country about an issue that isn't discussed enough, which is gerrymandering. So we've created this board game because you can play you can play a gerrymandering game online, but you can't really discuss it with other people after you've played it. But with our board game, what happens about halfway through it is you'll, there people will get this moment. They'll get this, oh, that's how cracking and packing works. And after that, people start discussing more about gerrymandering and its prevalence to their community and politics today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mentioned in an email that I dabble in board game design. And my most recent thing that I tried to create was a gerrymandering game just Ooh. for the exact same reason, because it's such a big deal. It's literally a map. So it's basically a board. So it kind of lends itself to board game mechanics. and. Like you said, there really aren't any available that are easy to find that you can just go get off a shelf and start playing. So I'm really excited about this. And you mentioned packing and cracking. Can you explain those terms and maybe a little bit how they play into the game design? Uh, Yeah, of course. So basically packing and cracking is like two of the main proponents of gerrymandering. What politicians will do is they'll pack opposing parties' voters into one district so they win that one district, but they don't have enough votes to win other districts. Or they're crack their opposing opposing parties' votes across multiple districts, so they don't have a majority of the votes in any of the districts. And our game really lends itself to that because it's basically gerrymandering. It's, so each each person's a political party. You have the red elephants, blue donkeys, 
yellow porcupines, and green leaves. And players go around separating voters into districts. And the two main strategies of the game is to either pack your opponent's votes into one district or crack them across multiple districts. Yeah, I found that this is definitely something that it definitely lends itself to something visual. So, you know, there's graphics online and there's visual representations and pictures and stuff. And I think it's really cool that now there's a game where now you've made it interactive and and you can get hands-on because that's definitely one of the best ways to learn is to have something hands-on that you can play with. Play with in terms of play, but also being able to experiment, see how it works, try different things. That's one of the best ways to actually learn something and have it sink in. Uh, like you said, kind of the realization in the middle of the game. Oh, wow, that's what that means. Like, oh, wow, I have this majority in this general area, but someone's cut it in half and now now I've lost, even though I have more more voters in this area. Being able to experience that, I think, is is really cool. No, yeah, it's probably it's one of the reasons that we really want to get this game to as many people as possible. It's for that reason, so they can really discuss it, so they can understand more about gerrymandering. Because it's a very easy, approachable way to learn about it. Because gerrymandering is a it's very like it's a complicated issue. Um, mm-hmm. It's a complicated topic. There's so many things that go into deciding what actually constitutes a gerrymander, which is one of the things that one of the problems the Supreme Court is having. So it kind of turns people off in many cases, especially for people who don't like talking about politics. Our game is just a, it's a game. It's a very fun game. But then you also get this proponent of gerrymandering being a serious issue that you can talk about. Tonight on NBC. Will everyone in the cardiac surgical department please raise your hands? Thank you. You're all fired. Based on an inspiring true story. Any department who places billing above care, you will be terminated. One doctor will break every rule. Just tell me what you need, what your patients need. To inspire a revolution. Let's get into some trouble. Let's be doctors again. From the network that brings you This Is Us, New Amsterdam, tonight on NBC. Besides the theming of the game, how are you promoting change in the laws about gerrymandering? So the main thing we're doing is on our Kickstarter, we're having this option where you can send games to your politicians, actually. So you can send games to your state legislators because they draw the maps. You can send games to your governor because they can veto maps. And you can send games to your the, to the Supreme Court because they rule on maps. And in each and every single game, we're going to have this little proclamation that says gerrymandering is not a game. And our hope is that politicians learn that gerrymandering is not a game, that Voters should be choosing their politicians. Politicians should not be choosing their voters. That's a great succinct way to to talk about why gerrymandering itself is wrong, because it it does flip the script on on who has the power, whether it's the politician who just got elected and now he or she can change the map around themselves to their advantage. And then they can literally push out voters they don't like. Just to seal their advantage, they can literally do that by changing the borders. I think that's really cool that you're being very upfront about pushing this forward. You know, the game is themed with red elephants and blue donkeys to follow the the actual mascots or unofficial mascots of the, the political parties. I like that you're not really pulling any punches about the purpose of this game and how how serious it is. Um, yes. Yeah, 
one of, one of our main goals is to really teach about gerrymandering, but like the other thing we're really stressing is because this game is we're try, we're making this game as nonpartisan as possible because both sides of the political spectrum have gerrymandered and are gerrymandering now. So everything we do, there's these red elephants, blue donkeys. If like even our cover, for instance, which is it's quite political in a sense because it has uh, it has a donkey and an elephant drawing on a map to symbolize gerrymandering. It's it still shows that both parties do it. Mm-hmm. So can you talk a little bit about how this game came to be? Because this is this is not the typical creators of a board game or where you might expect a board game to be coming from. Yeah, of course. Family and I, we've always loved games and we've always when we've always tried like inventing games, we'll for instance, we'll get a game, we'll play it, we'll be like, oh, this is a great game. But then we'll use the components of that game to create our own game that we think may be better. So last summer my brother had the first inkling of the idea, why is there no good gerrymandering game out there? So he calls me up along with my sister, and he's like, why is there no good gerrymandering game? It has scheming, backstabbing, and stra- uh, and strategizing. And we're like, we have no idea. Why don't we create one? So we get out a Settlers Catan board, because it's very similar to our own board, and we just play on that. That's, that's the first copy we ever used. Throughout the last 12 months, we've gone through many different iterations. We've used prototypes with pieces from Cosmic Encounter, Othello, Settlers, Settlers of Catan, Ticket to Ride. And we've also had a 100-plus playtesters play the game to all really like it. And we got to this final product that we really like. That's great. So it's you and your brother and your sister. Have you brought on anybody else to help produce the game? Uh, yes. So we've partnered with a local publisher, Go Games, to help manufacture and ship the game. So they're they're really handled as manufacturing and shipping side, and then we're handling more of the game design side. And that's besides that, that's everybody. I mean, my parents are um, being great supports, but it's mainly my brother, sister, and I. Your Kickstarter is going on right now, but what has been the biggest hurdle in the development of MapMaker so far? Oh, so that's actually a hard question. So the game design hasn't... Game design is it's a very difficult aspect of any game. However, we kind of got lucky because our first go at it, we were actually quite close to the final product of hmm. what we have today. We've had a couple of like a lot of minor tweaks, but overall, just through we haven't had to change anything really major. Um, I'd say the harder part for us was kind of getting it out there and just figuring out how to get the Kickstarter campaign going, how to write it, how to produce the videos. And coordinating this while the, my brother, sister, and I weren't in the same city or even in the same state. Uh, my brother's on the uh, West Coast. My sister's on the East Coast, and I'm in uh, Texas. So that was so those three things. That was probably the hardest part: just figuring out how to get the Kickstarter going, doing all the videos that had to go with it, and try, figuring out, trying to figure out how to promote the game. Yeah, absolutely. That's a a common thread and. In- in a lot of projects that are out there. What made you think about bringing the game to Kickstarter? What what does Kickstarter allow you to do that, that you were drawn to? So probably our main thing about Kickstarter is we didn't actually have to manufacture the game before we sold copies of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because this, since we didn't bring on the publisher until very late, like two to three weeks before the Kickstarter campaign. Oh, wow. 
So that was like a very last minute thing. So we were like, what do we do if we buy 2,500 copies of this game and we don't sell enough copies? What do we do with the extra like 2,000 copies? Where do we store them? So just doing Kickstarter was a good, it was for us as a family, it was much safer, if that makes sense. Yeah, Kickstarter, this is one thing that I really like about Kickstarter is that is that it allows more people to bring more ideas to have them have them be a little bit more visible and then have people show their interest and prove their interest. And then that can help help obscure or unconventional projects get get more visibility. That's something that I've talked a lot about on the show about video games too, as more tools are available, as they get cheaper, as there's other avenues to get out there. More games are able to break out of the mold of what we've seen in games before. I think this is a good example. I know there are publishers that do political type games, but I can see that a lot of publishers might, they might take issue with it, that they might this might not be something that they want to dive into. No. Especially how active you are in in promoting a message, not just promoting a game. We didn't approach a lot of publisher. That was, we kind of, we reached out to one or two just to see. And they mm-hmm. were definitely a little hesitant about that. The bigger problem actually with that has been trying to figure out how to convince other gamers that while this is a very political game, because in many senses, political games can turn off a lot of gamers. While this is a very political game, this game is actually very, we designed it very well. We designed it to be very playable and very fun. Yeah, that's that's absolutely an issue that I've seen. There's different labels thrown around for that might apply to your game, like serious games is a, is a term that's been thrown around a lot, which, of course, meaning that it's a game with a serious purpose. But, you know, you t- say you tell someone, oh, this is a serious game. The first thing they think is, oh, so it's not fun. Yeah. It's, it's about something serious. And that's definitely an extra hurdle to not just make a game that can both be serious and fun, but to convince people that it's both serious and fun. That was our probably biggest hurdle of the gaming community and probably still is right now. Yeah, I can see that. You said you've brought it to 100 or so playtesters so far? Uh, yes, 100 plus. I think we're up to 110 probably. Yeah, that's that's not a bad place to be. And, you know, the gaming community can be kind of picky, but I think that over time, if if you can keep at it, uh, so far your Kickstarter has met its goal, which is very exciting. But uh, there's always uh, room for improvement. I'm very excited to see see how it ends up by the close date. Yeah, of course. We're actually, we're really close to hitting our third stretch goal. We're just uh, like, we're just like a thousand dollars off of it right now. So I'm really excited. To, and the third one's definitely the one that for my siblings and I are probably most excited for. All right. I'm not sure exactly when this will air, but hopefully by the time this airs, you'll, you'll have already hit that. I imagine you will. Yeah, I hope so at least. Going back a little bit, you want this change in in the way that the government is approaching gerrymandering. Do you have a a solution in mind? Do you think that there's a, a solution proposed out there that you are especially interested in? I wouldn't say there's a complete final solution out there right now. I would say that there are many alternatives that are much better than what is happening. For instance, independent commissions, while they're not perfect, they have proven to draw maps that are much better than 
most uh, state representatives. Mm-hmm. Maine's actually trying something right now with a ranked choice system mm-hmm. where you have much bigger districts and you elect multiple people from one district. Mm-hmm. And those are the, really the two main options out there right now for changes. And while I don't know if they're the final product of what's going to happen with drawing congressional and state legislative boundaries, I am all for it anything that's an improvement to what's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, giving, giving the ability to draw maps to someone who already has power, you know, that's, that's kind of the worst possible person to choose, right? Because you know what, what kind of decisions they're going to make. We talked about this Kickstarter. So how about you tell us where we can find the Kickstarter and any other social media or websites for MapMaker? Oh yeah. So of course. So you can find the Kickstarter. It's called MapMaker, the gerrymandering game. If you look up Kickstarter MapMaker, Kickstarter MapMaker, the gerrymandering game, it should definitely show up. Um, mm-hmm. We have a Twitter called MapMaker Game. I'm pretty sure our Facebook is also called MapMaker Game. Well, thank you so much, Joshua, for coming to talk with me about MapMaker. And I uh, wish you the, the best of luck on your Kickstarter. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's good to talk to you. I appreciate Joshua taking the time to talk with me in the middle of his Kickstarter campaign. I know that that's a very busy time. And I encourage you all to check out this game to learn more about gerrymandering because it's something that no matter what you believe, it's just unfair. Because it's something that is obviously mathematically unfair and it's something that we should all be opposed to. I really appreciate the efforts of Joshua and the LaFerre family to bring this game out. Joshua is actually not even old enough to vote yet, but he's being active in pushing for something he believes and being creative and using the power of games to do that. That's it for this week's Intelligence Boost. Like I said in the previous episode, you don't want to miss the epic conclusion of the Games and Mental Health series that is going to be arriving to you on Monday. Thanks for listening. I'll see you soon. Episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder.